Hanging Out, Indiana's only LGBTIQ plus news and public affairs show, featuring music, events, and interviews, both local and global. Live from the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Good evening, loves. Thank you for tuning in, streaming, or downloading Blooming Out on WFHB. I'm Melanie Davis. I'm Justin Robertson. I'm Ireland Meacham. And I'm Lucas Fisher. Hey, y'all. It's been a busy week. How's how's it gone for you? Uh, busy. Busy, busy. Sleep, sleepy. Sleep-deprived. Uh, the usual you know i mean those uh um not going to say that you need to to purchase it or um or buy anything because we are not sponsored however i get these energy drinks from uh kroger and they're 10 for uh 10 and they might be made by a certain um coca-cola company and they get me going all day long so uh, oh, if you're sleep I love caffeine. Well, here's the thing. I drink so much coffee and uh, it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, I drink too much caffeine. I'm one of those people who um, I need caffeine to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you might be drinking too much of it. So it's just making you crash. Lucas. Yeah, I am. I'm crashing which is a great time to crash right now. Right now. On, on live air. <laughs> I'm still vibing for my second cup of coffee at 4 p.m., so. Your second? Same. Yeah. Didn't you work in We're a coffee crashing. place? Mm-hmm. We worked in the Both same of us coffee did. place. Yeah. You yeah. trained me at Soma. <laughs> <laughs> did I really train you, though? <laughs> With everyone else. Did we really learn? I learned more from you than from other people. <laughs> did we really so. know what we were doing? <laughs> Oh. It was funny because you were training me at, it was like right the, at like the same time that I joined Blooming Out. So you were training me at Blooming Out and also at Soma. Oh yeah, that's right. Which is, that was so funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. See that kind of Those were the days. Those were the days. That's so funny. Uh, so, but that's what's been going on? What, what's been inspiring you? What it was, what's, uh, what's driving you this week? Um, well, I can talk. Go for if, it. More. I should stop asleep. talking. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I've been following this thing as of a few days, and I don't want to talk about this too long because it's stupid. But have you guys seen the GameStop thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So a bunch of uh redditors on a forum called a uh, subreddit called Wall Street Bets have all banded together to uh, artificially raise the price of GameStop stock to it's at $300 right now. And they have, uh, they've caused a hedge fund to lose $2 billion in the process. Um, and it's, you know, it's capitalism's kind of lame, but this is almost cool because they are taking money from, you know the system and bankrupting they haven't bankrupt anyone but they did 
cause a, a hedge fund to lose $2 billion or something, which is pretty amazing considering GameStop, GameStop is a, like a failing business sort of more or less. Not now. So maybe, it, build it up. maybe not now, <laughs> but it's sort of been a meme mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's just weird to see a bunch of Reddit users hack the, the stock market. That was the thing that got me about that story was it's it's game playing game. It's this yeah. They didn't see it coming and uh um folks are are just totally sticking it to them, I guess. Um I guess. I mean, who knows. It's hey, just one of those things. Our economy's booming. I mean, you know, for the stock booming. market might as well get there. Well, it's you know, everything, the healthcare system, everything that you know is just uh, got their hands, their paws deep in the stock market. And that's why our healthcare industry is so messed up. It's, and like insurance and stuff is so messed up. It's because everybody's got their paws in this, you know, stock market. But Politicians to, too. Yeah, yep. de- big time. And that's that's why a lot of them are still in office. Yeah, that should be uh, illegal for politicians to have. That should be a conflict of interest. It is illegal. Oh well. Well, okay. I don't know if it is illegal. I don't think insider trading is kind of insider trading is, but it's. I don't think it's illegal for them to trade stocks. No. But um, it should be. I mean, at least while you're in office. Well, there's there's multiple ethics uh, violations that are being investigated uh, around insider trading and stuff. Uh, not that necessarily that leads to anything, but they're being investigated. Right. And you know, so that the uh, the way I like to approach healthcare is let it ride. You know, just let's just. Oh. <laughs> I actually have some some. Uh... I found an interesting Twitter post recently. Apparently, most hospitals will forgive uh, the the um, forgive any outstanding bills that you have. Uh, I saw that too. Yeah, I saw it was a Twitter post. It's it's in the fine print of the hospitals. Like, I don't know what you. If it's a nonprofit, if the hospital's a nonprofit. Mm, Okay, so that's the difference. I I don't know if I you would be but that is really interesting uh information for people to know you know that especially when uh 100 million people are without health insurance there's a way you might be able to not uh have to pay that back Mm -hmm. isn't it strange that there are for-profit hospitals i mean yeah right (laughs) non-profits i love how like we don't even question it that's really weird it's it's america (laughs) if you can't make money off of it is it really a thing right exactly try to make money off of everything right little baby jesus is born yeah hey great opportunity (laughs) let's get some cards out there (laughs) well exactly once um, a year, let's <laughs> squeeze every penny out of them as we can. One of the once a year, from like July fifth to you know, yeah, the end, of, the end of December. It's like, would Jesus approve of Christmas? I mean, presents. Mm. 
who doesn't like presents? I feel like 95% yeah. of people who celebrate Christmas they were don't even crap. He got <laughs> frankincense, myrrh, gold. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some like fresh water. Right. Like, yeah, well, he didn't get any flat on <laughs> TV. No. I wonder what Jesus <laughs> would be like. Switch. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wonder how would Jesus be like if he was in our society, you know? Oh He'd my have God. To be a little He'd be, materialistic. He'd like be the most bit. radical leftist. I mean, he, <laughs> like, honestly, the Jesus that was, like, you know, the real one, the real like, one. was, you know, anti authoritarian, like, Mm-hmm. anti-material black jewish anti-materialistic um like all of the things that modern day christianity says is evil but yeah, he had long hair and wore a dress yeah well there's nothing wrong with that he was um, totally, i'm not saying there is i'm just saying exactly <laughs> to ireland's point that it's he's everything that the modern christians despise the, the, I, the, I, yeah. uh, and I think he would have had a whole other discussion. I would like to get some Christmas. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I said I think that he would have issues with the commercialization of Christmas. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um I agree. And where's the frankincense? Where's the frankincense? Where's the frankincense? I mean, I'm one of the few it's the only thing I really agree with the conservative right on is that Jesus is the reason for the season. That is Actually, the point. <laughs> it's Saturnalia and the tilt of the earth, but you know, whatever. Um, oh. Anywho. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> science, y'all. Uh, we'll save that for a Christmas that. episode. We're doing science. Oh, yeah. We're doing so, that again. This has been a super busy week. I, I was kind of hoping somebody would bring this up, uh, you know, and all the busyness. This has been super busy week for executive actions and uh, repealing uh, the past four years worth of abuse. Um, There are tons of stories and uh, things coming out about, you know, rolling back Betsy DeVos's um, horrendous directives uh, that rolled back protections for not just trans kids, but also, um, uh, kids with disabilities. The, she rolled those back herself at, uh, at the same time. So they're back and they're going back into place. Um, I don't know. You, you've got stories on this. Do you want to, anybody want to tackle one of those? Me? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, you know, <laughs> let's, let's get into it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, I mean, okay, so we, I feel like we all had our worries about the, you know, follow through on all these like promises Biden made during the campaign about like anti-discrimination legislation and whatnot, but it seems like maybe he's actually following through, um, making good on some promises. So, well, he reversed the trans military ban, which is good news, um, eh. I'm kind of mixed on that, but go ahead. Really? Okay. Okay. I'm interested to hear what you have to say about it. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll do the facts first. Yeah. Um, so he ex- issued an executive order on Monday, which reversed the uh, uh, Trump administration's policy and, and allowed transgender people to serve openly again. Um, so advocates say that like during 
you know, people who were affected by the Trump uh, transmilitary ban fell into three categories. There were the uh, exempt transgender service members who um, had received diagnosis of gender dysphoria before the ban went into effect. So they were pretty essentially uh, grandfathered in and they could serve openly and it, you know, they were protected. But then there were the non-exempt trans service members who didn't get a diagnosis of gender dysphoria before that time um, and then had to, you know, continue serving as um their the you know their gender that they didn't identify with um and then of course there are the people who wanted to serve and couldn't because they were trans um but biden uh directed the secretaries of defense and homeland security uh to update him in 60 days about the progress about implementing the order so we'll see how things go and we'll see what actually gets done and how quickly things can change but um what do you what what's your opinion on that millie i'm i'm super interested (laughs) <laughs> I think it's fantastic from a um, inclusivity point of view. I, I have a bit of a, um, it, it's a personal thing. It's, it has nothing to do with anybody else's decisions. It's just mine because I'm looking at this saying, you know, here's a country who has actively, and, and we'll get into this later states uh, who actively, discriminate against LGBTIQ people who are um, trying to repeal rights or deny us uh, uh, equality. And let's go fight for them. Yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, that's... There's there's fighting for the country and the ideals and there's there's the, the concept of service. Um, which are all fantastic. There's also the fact that it's a, you know, can be a great career for some people. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a matter of who is, uh, who are, you're fighting for a place that doesn't value you at your most basic level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, that just means that, you know, we've got to keep changing it. We've got to keep making it a more perfect union, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, is the term. Because right now, uh, although there is positive movement, you know, we got to get there still. There's still lots of legislation to actually move. You can't do everything through executive fiat. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Not to mention, you know, the whole... <laughs> over a hugely over overly inflated military budget and all the issues with that and why we need to change that as well. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you about all of that. I think it's, it's a weird thing because I know that there are a lot of, you know, trans people who have served for years and years and like, you know, have dedicated their lives mm-hmm. to service and that's, and they want to still serve and that's so valid. And like, of course, you know, if that's your whole life, um, and honorable, especially and, if yeah. an honorable, of course. And like, you know, especially for those who join because they may have not had many other options or like, you know, uh, wanted to get an education, things like that. Like, um, I, I totally see the appeal of it for some people, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's a weird, um, or a hard, like, yeah, it's important to also recognize that this country has, yeah, repeatedly, repeatedly um, attack trans people. And it's, it's, it's hard to grapple with, like, yeah, should we be well, fighting this for is, this country, serving this, this country, the, if it doesn't serve us, for yeah, sure. Not just trans people, but 
everyone yeah for sure black people mm-hmm. yeah, um, i have some issues with it just like melanie mentioned but i had a really good conversation with a trans woman who was in the military for years she was in the marines and um she loved it it gave her an education it gave her money she had really good friends when she transitioned she said that they were all very supportive of her so i think it's not my forte, you know, it's not my wheelhouse. It's not someplace I've ever been as in the military. Um, so it, she surprised me with her comments about it, but I have always found it to be a really homophobic, um, hor- I mean, it's designed to kill people, right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess to, to protect us, to be fair too, but um, yeah, it's not really one of my favorite institutions and I've always been, you know, years ago when I was in ACT UP and all these things and we were fighting for gay marriage and gays in the military, I was like, why are we fighting for those two things? <laughs> They're the most patriarchal things. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, totally. I think it's great we don't have to be a part of it, you know? <laughs> so, but, you know, I know that some people will take my comments and I don't mean to be flippant and, you know, take them the wrong way because it is very important to them. And I think if it is important to them, then it's valid. You know, everybody should be allowed to do whatever they want. We should all be free. But um, I really like the idea that I wasn't going to be drafted and then I never have to get married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. Quite honestly, <laughs> I thought. Well, I feel like yeah, it's an individual decision for everyone. You know, like if if it's good for if it's a good choice for you, obviously go for it. I mean, same thing with freaking being trans. Like that's your choice. Like that's your it's your choice to to um to transition. It's your choice to come out. It's your choice to um you know do you know whatever. So exactly. no, you're, leave it leave it up to each individual person for sure. I can't say you know you know, if you want to go to the military that you shouldn't, although I have many times to people, including my foster son who tried to join the Navy and I went out of my mind. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just full disclosure there. So I guess we all have our things we think people shouldn't do, even if they want to. I'm not anti-military. I'm, uh, I come from a, a very long line of uh military folk and and so i mean i'm you know not pro kill 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 but um my thing is how do we take care of our military families and how do we take care of our vets and if we are going to have a military uh however big it is um what are we going to do for those people who do give everything. So yes, we need to create a place that actually values the people who are serving, you know, and if we have a country that doesn't value black folk who doesn't value LGBT folk, if we have a, a, a country that is um, just a cesspit and uh, as far as, as rights, and then people who are trying to look for, you know, meaning and, and a way to, because uh, the military is usually described as a great way to move and advance oneself. If you're not going to college, if you need 
Um, they don't care what your history has been as long as it's, you know, you're not, you haven't killed anyone. Um, they are a great place to get a start. Exactly. Because that's yeah. you are trained to kill people. But when we, you know, devalue our veterans, when we devalue our citizens, that that's a, um, you know, spitting in the face of, of the people who are serving. So, yeah, absolutely. So we have to do better as a country for our vets and our, our military. That's, that's where I'm coming from. I, I think it has to do with coming from that, you know, post Vietnam generation mm-hmm. and, you know, watching people get um, left behind. Mm-hmm. Anywho, <laughs> there's more than that one. There's more than that story. What else do we have? <laughs> well, should we do a, a, another newsy bit or a fun, fun story, entertainment story? Let's do a fun one. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I got stories on stories on stories this week. Um, <laughs> do they jingle, jingle, jingle? Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, well, so I'm very excited because the new I'm I know RuPaul's Drag Race is controversial, but I do enjoy partaking in the program. Um, oh, it's controversial <laughs> just for RuPaul's own um, like comments and stuff about about um, he's said some some uh, pretty transphobic things in the past. But what that oh. doesn't mean. Yeah, this he is can't change because this season, season 13, which premiered few weeks ago we're on like the fourth episode i think this week um and the first trans masculine contestant is a part of this season and uh his name is got mick um and incredible contestant and i think i think she could win so i'm i'm very excited to see how that plays out but that's just me and yeah. it's very exciting and it was um it reminds me of that movie we had talked about before, Victoria, Victor Victoria mm-hmm. Andrews from 1983, where she's a man. No, she's a woman pretending to be a man, pretending to be a woman. Um, it's before, you know, trans was really in the lexicon. But um, I, that's sort of mm-hmm. what's happening here, right? Well, it's 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 interesting. Well, it's a it's a positive um, step forward because obviously, like I said, RuPaul's been pretty transphobic in the past, saying things like um, trans women who have already transitioned wouldn't be allowed to compete in the competition because drag is for quote you know men in person like doing female impersonation, um, which is just so problematic. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It seems like maybe. Um, the you know parameters of the show and that his mind is expanding a little bit he did an interview with Stephen Colbert where he was like yeah I just kind of try and keep it with (laughs) keep with what the kids are doing which is just kind of out of touch but Mm -hmm. you know I think it's a positive thing that um that Gottmik is on the show and is being treated like any other contestant of course with um you know still holding space on the program like time on the program and space to talk about being trans and um I don't know. I'm just super excited for him and to see how the season goes. Yeah, I'm all and I'm very excited about it too. But I do feel like 
RuPaul's being a little unfairly attacked just from the comments that I've heard from him because I don't feel like he's transphobic necessarily. I think he initially sort of had an old fashioned view that trans uh, are um, drag queens are, it's an illusion, you know? And I think the drag has evolved so much. Yeah. Just in the last 10 years, 20 years that it's not, true anymore that it's yeah Mm -hmm. but my other question is how do you come up in the nyc ballroom scene and not recognize that trans women do drag you know yeah like (laughs) that's a good point i don't i don't see where he you know there were rupaul has said a lot of things uh in the past since breaking out onto the the greater stage and uh and has come a long way himself um I'm when when RuPaul's Drag Race first started, I actually refused to watch it because of the way that RuPaul had um, acted and talked about trans community. So so I was for a while. Oh yeah. Okay. And um, and the refusal to accept uh, trans women onto the show that was all problematic and and it's evolved over the years and i'm glad to see that what however the pressure was applied it seems to be working um there was the big and i'll use the term tranny uh on the air as a historical uh term um because it's absolutely unacceptable to use that term as it is the n-word um and rupaul and susan sarandon and others had were defending the use of the word because when they came up in the 70s and 80s that was acceptable at least in their worlds and they tried to pass it off as being just you know oh you're being too politically correct because Mm -hmm. it didn't affect them um of course so i don't know that that defense is still up for rupaul but that's just an example of some of the things that were said. Again, evolution, that's how we progress. That's how we move on. You know, you, we can't expect people to, um, we can't expect society to evolve if we don't allow people to evolve. Doesn't mean Absolutely. that we have to give everybody, you know, a pass for saying whatever. Oh, well, that's just grandma. She talks like that. No, 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 no. Correct grandma. Get her caught up to speed. Um, and then move on. And if RuPaul's actually moved on and other people have, then heck yes. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm ecstatic uh, that he's on the show and that he's that, that, that uh, got Mick, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, is on the show and that this is, is moving forward. It's uh it's evolution, folks. It's real. Mm-hmm. You know, there were dinosaurs. Now there's burbs. And uh, <laughs> and they're a lot cuddlier. So uh, we're, we're in a better space. What? <laughs> Birds are cuddly? Well, they're cuddlier than dinosaurs. <laughs> Nothing like, you know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can give I'm T-Rex a chin rub, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one more thing I'll say about it is just that I person on a personal note, I just was super excited to see Got Mick on the show just because I like in, you know, the last few years, I've had a weird relationship with makeup and, you know, as especially over the course of like me, like coming out 
to myself and others as trans and trans non-binary and what whatnot and like um you know have sort of examined like in the past when I would overperform femininity and things like that and always felt weird about makeup my entire life but in the past year sort of started experimenting with doing like drag makeup just to see you know how it would make me feel gender wise and I actually really enjoyed like playing with it and messing around so it's really cool to see you know a trans man that is um a professional like celebrity makeup artist and he's incredibly talented um like be so public about being a trans man and still you know wearing makeup all the time and like that's that's his thing. And it's, it's really cool. And like, I don't know, I just, um, yeah, just on a personal note, I, it was, it was a fun, I just related to it. It was really cool. I think as, as trans people, you know, we try to shy away from anything that was uh, the performative aspect of gender, right. of the one that we had been performing mm-hmm. um, previously. So, you know, I, I, there were some things that I enjoyed doing that are stereotypically, um, you know, male, but they're, they shouldn't be stereotypically male. They should be open for anybody. And I mean, makeup has been something that uh, people have been doing for tens of thousands of years. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not really a gendered thing except in our right. society now. Yeah. The makeup industry gendered it. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the ancient Egyptians. I mean, that's pretty recent. Uh, look at the French. I mean, mm-hmm. they um, high heels started as men's clothing too. Yeah. So before nineteen what nineteen twenty, pink was the boys' color and blues was the girl blue was the girls' color. So yeah, because it's warm and fiery and you know, <laughs> and that's what that's what masculinity is is warm and fiery. Well, okay, maybe testosterone makes your body really really warm and now i'm cold all the time but anyway uh, i can attest to that i'm i'm burning up all the time these days it's it's become an issue (laughs) it saves on you know buying bed clothes um (laughs) sorry in conclusion gender is a social construct and i think makeup and decoration is a very interesting thing because i think somehow it's inherent in us you know, to modify ourselves and to be beautiful um, because people have been doing it forever, you know, in terms of ornamentation, whether it's jewelry, whether it's painting your face, you know, mm-hmm. your tattoos, it's all, it's all the same thing, modifying your body. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so when are we going to see you do that, Justin? <laughs> I don't have any tattoos. I'm like the only person of my generation I, I do it. tattoos, so we could do that. We can take care of it. <laughs> I do too. I just got new stencil paper, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> very cool and very beautiful, but I'm never doing it. Because <laughs> the guy I do with the dragon tattoo. Whatsoever. So. Well, all right. We'll keep trying at you. <laughs> After tomorrow, I'll be the NB with the octopus tattoo because I'm getting a giant wow. octopus on my right arm. It's going to be my first professional tattoo since before the pandemic. So I'm like super pumped. Wow. But, yeah. I love it. Oh. What? So what was that? I know, right? Yeah. They're so cool and they're so incredibly smart. And yeah, I just read a whole book about them. They're just. Oh, did you really? Yeah. So I didn't know, you know, the Beatles song Octopus's Garden. I didn't. Yeah. That's like that they really had gardens and they do. So they decorate, you know, outside of their home. Oh, yeah. 
walls and all sorts of things and pieces of mirror or whatever they can find. And they're so incredibly smart. I, in fact, I will never eat an octopus again. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh my gosh. It makes me sick. Yeah. They're, Squid now. Squid are not as intelligent and okay. calamari okay. is tasty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a, a documentary called uh, My Octopus Teacher that's really good and heartbreaking. I've been meaning to watch that, yeah. It's good. Oh, sorry, that's... I thought I'd muted my announcements. We uh, have some New York news, and uh, I won't make you read it, Ireland, but I was wondering if you'd been hearing about this. Um, New York City is it now officially recognizes... LGBTQ businesses as minority-owned enterprises. And the reason that's important is um, because the way that uh, laws are created for uh, helping minority-owned establishments, there are certain ways that contracts are signed and and also other monies and, and things are awarded. So um, this is big for lgbtq folk who want to start businesses in the city so yeah i actually hadn't heard about that but that is super exciting because we still need you know especially after the pandemic we're going to need way more queer spaces that aren't bars so i hope that helps um that happen you know in the city at least yes and that's uh so that's really <laughs> kind uh, of you know, access wise is exciting Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's something other than a bar. I mean, people, everybody needs a place other than a bar to hang out. Yeah. Gross, dingy bar. Well, I mean, I've had some fun times in gross, dingy bars. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like... And the back you know, door's not dingy or gross. No, well, the back door's I'm not, fantastic. I'm mostly talking about the root cellar. But... Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, root cellar's very root fun, cellar. though. Uh, I've been the missing cellar. the root cellar so much. <laughs> I don't know I if love you it. can see shade on the radio, but <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I love the root cellar, especially all the music events. It's just, that's what we thrive on in this town. And that's what, that's the only thing that people can do, but you know, everybody just needs like a little place like, like uh, that you can go. That isn't just the Soma on Kirkwood mm -hmm. in that one room outside of tds like maybe you know you need like a like a, maybe yeah. a community center like maybe a community center huh like an lgbtq yes only cool people are allowed so there uh, you go we'll get right on that actually that's that is that sounds um, that sounds like awesome and so cool and not a bar it's it's not a bar. Kids will be able to go. Family, it'll be great. You yeah, you'll be able to bring exactly. And you don't have to worry about getting hit on, and it doesn't smell. No hitting zone, and it won't smell. <laughs> no, I no no smelling. Not down with that. <laughs> we should probably take another music break. We just had yeah. one. <laughs> I'm sorry, I derailed us with my with my root cellar. My oh my root God. cellar drama. It's okay. I really truly miss the root cellar. I do too. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. 
my favorite root cellar story is one time yeah i know right blockhouse there are some bits of legislation that have been proposed we've got more of them in the general assembly here in indiana um on the senate and the house side and one of the ones that was making some rounds on um social media is by representative bruce borders and if you haven't heard of bruce borders you should he is a elvis impersonator or was um and (laughs) good old bruce has brought up some uh, bits of legislation that are um he's always bringing up anti-lgbt legislation we'll say that Anyway, so a couple of them are uh, pretty bad. One is use of public restrooms bill, which, of course, goes into who can use public restrooms and who cannot. That one has been bad uh, forever. And then there's the second one. And now I, I don't want to scare anybody out here because Mr. Borders um, has a, an abysmal track record with a lot of his bills uh however you know this is a concerning year um republicans lost on the national level and there's been a lot of blowback in the states with legislation that's anti-lgbt in all 50 states has been just and you know a lot of it's going to go nowhere um but we don't know what's going to stick and what's not. So we still have to pay attention. Um, he's got a birth certificate information bill and house bill 1458. And that one uh, would repeal uh, the ability for people to change their birth certificates. And it would establish a completely uh, non-scientific, non-medical definition of male and female um and restrict it to two sexes so it's it's a horrible bit they've been trying it for a while in other places and here ohio there were just i think two states left that would not allow you to change your um your sex and your birth certificate for any reason and that was idaho and ohio and Ohio just repealed theirs. And I'm not sure if Idaho has or not, but um, we would, this would put us in one as one of those places where that couldn't be done. Uh, and that would put a lot of people in uh, a horrible position. And, you know, this, it, it's not just a piece of paper. It dictates how uh, you move through life. There are certain things where you have to produce your birth certificate. There are certain um, restrictions uh, and you have to have your uh, papers in order or else life just becomes difficult. And there are people who have... uh, who have taken their lives there because they weren't able to live authentically, you know, because this thing followed them and to repeal that and to repeal that ability is, 
it's evil. It's mean. We can laugh about this person uh, because of whatever their decisions are in life. Their, you know, how they want to lead their lives. But what he's doing is despicable and um, and cruel, and it shouldn't see the light of day. Hopefully, it doesn't. But there are so many that are coming through the legislature at this time. Um, the who knows? Who knows what's going to come through? They just keep throwing stuff at all these committees, hoping that some of these get a hearing and then passed out of committee and uh, and get to the floor. Yeah. So this is just something to watch out for. And same thing with the the bathrooms. There's also one that he uh, authored, which is a hysterectomy and oophorectomy informed consent. And this seems on, in one way a great idea, um, especially after we had that at least one doctor performing hysterectomies on, uh, on immigrant women. Mm-hmm. And we have a history in this country of uh, sterilizing through hysterectomy, ovarectomy, and tubal ligation, and and uh, other ways, where women aren't told. So usually, women of color are not told that this is going to happen. Um, they have a baby, and they find out they can't have babies anymore. And it's it's an evil that this. I'm going to use that term a few times because the, there's no other word to describe it. it is it is absolute wrong. And, um, and it's been happening in this country since they've been doing the surgeries. So it's eugenics. It's, it's eugenics. It's, uh, it's Nazi stuff. Yeah. And so this sounds like a great, uh, thing. You know, you have to make sure that the person is fully informed of what's going to happen to them. Informed consent. On the other end of things, there's no, um, exemption for uh, transmasculine non-binary people who want to have uh, who want to have a nephrectomy or a hysterectomy, and that's difficult enough to obtain anyway. Mm-hmm. And this would make it just that much more difficult um, and embarrassing, and um, because it it requires kind of like those abortion bills that are abortion laws that require you to go through so much training and this is what this is going to mean and do you want to like you know have a uh, ultrasound of your fetus that's kind of what this is it's a bit overboard on the information um in in a lot of ways so if there was a an amendment or an uh, uh, a, an exemption, then I would say it wouldn't be terrible. But it seems pretty along with the rest of his bills, it seems pretty bad. Now there are a couple other bills that the ACLU is uh, actually a little more worried about, and they don't have anything to do with him. But we are still waiting for more information on that. Uh, so I'll come back to you with more information on those bills um, because they are 
and I'm sorry if you can hear my cat purring in the background here. Uh, he's rubbing on the microphone a little bit. I'm trying to get him away. Sorry, folks. Um, we'll come back to those bills later. Sorry. It's that was the Lemon. cutest little meow. <laughs> it tears me up to try to push him away, but uh, we're being professional here. Excuse me. You're not a professional of radio, cat. Anyway. Should we let Justin hop off here real quick? Hey, I'm going to have to go. Oh, sorry, Justin. I have um, another meeting. Ah! Well, mm. tell them that they're lucky that we let you go. <laughs> I will. I, w- I would. Um, well, I, I can't say this. I, I would. I, I'm very happy where I am. well go go be with them Uh, i'm sorry to let you go bye bye Bye. (laughs) (laughs) the cat's gonna end the meeting (laughs) less probably (laughs) okay all right we'll see you later justin uh we've got more on the legislative front uh, Ireland, you've got one that's on the, the federal. Yeah. Um, I just want to make people aware of it just because it's a thing that's, um, you know, it, it, like like you said, these bills um, are pretty unlikely to come up for a vote in the House now that, you know, it's Democratic controlled and everything. And um, but it's just important to be aware of this cause as a as a possibility of that it could happen. So Representative Greg Stube of Florida, Stube, I think, of Florida um, introduced H.R. 426 um, yesterday, which is a federal bill that would ban trans uh, girls and women from participating in school sports. And um, it would it, basically what how it would work is it would threaten federal funds to state and local athletics organi- organizations if they, quote, allow a person whose sex is male to participate in an athletic program or activity that is designated for women or girls, which is so transphobic. But um, but it doesn't. Um, it basically would make it possible for schools to require medical exams, genital exams. Um, for for uh, girls wanting to participate in, in in girls' sports. And that sounds a lot like trying to make child molestation legal, in my opinion. But um, yeah, and it makes me really freaking angry. It just, it's, this bill is so transphobic, but it's also just flat out misogynist. It, it doesn't, pun- there's no... Uh, language in there that makes it the same for boys sports there's no you know boys are not going to under have have to undergo exams um it 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 threatens it threatens um girls that's yeah it that's yeah that's it it just well it's dangerous it's very dangerous the whole argument right is that they're trying to protect girls and they're trying to protect the integrity of girls sports by uh, refusing uh, the stereotypes that they've built up in their brain about who a a trans girl is and uh, what a trans female athlete uh, is capable of Uh, and i know right now i know several um trans girls who are are 
happily participating in in girl sports around the state mm-hmm. and you know they're not dominating their field they're not creating an unfair uh, uh, situation for the other girls they're athletes they're having fun and they're performing their personal best you know um mm-hmm. which is what it's supposed to be about right mm-hmm. also just legislation like this just it just it's like you know it's of course it's um it's dangerous and and transphobic but it also is just like the language just suggests that like boys sports are somehow better than girls sports or that Tougher. that that you know cis male athletes are somehow like more you know just it it just feels weird to me that that the argument of course is like protecting cis girls whatever Mm -hmm. but also i feel like in these people's brains it's also about like you know the you you hear the narrative oh they're going to beat everyone else because that you know they're just they're just going to naturally exceed more and it's you're seeing the trans girl as as a boy first of all you're seeing boys as more uh physically talent or you know whatever sport uh how do you say that like (laughs) athletically inclined and that's not fair to anyone this whole legislation is just a bunch of bs and for no other reason than to just be transphobic and cause harm to young girls and without evidence either yeah no they're um they're relying upon ridiculous stereotypes uh, and fear, which is seems to be a common thread. Everything is fear of this, that, and the other without foundation. It's just fear. So this ties into uh, other legislation that would deny um, LGBT kids. Uh, I didn't want to talk about it, but it it's designed to deny LGBT kids access to proper care. And Mm -hmm. that includes um, not just mental health therapy, but also physical uh, uh, therapies through uh, transition help. Uh, So no hormone blocking, no hormone administration. And for some reason, and this it just kind of blows my mind because it doesn't happen, but uh, apparently it's stuck in the craw of a bunch of uh, conservative folks that there are sex change operations being performed. And I'm I'm using the old term here uh, on children, you know, like there's some people saying even as young as four, no, Mm -mm. the only operations that uh, change a child's genital configuration that people make on a regular basis are on intersex kids. Exactly what I was going to say. Yep. Exactly. So um, they don't have their stuff straight and they're trying to uh, cause they're trying to cause so much damage. So when you look into trans athletes and you look into even in professional sports above uh, high school and college, 
there's still no evidence that being, uh, you know, um, AMAB is uh, any kind of, uh, um, wow, I just, I just dropped the thread there. Um, no, yeah, there's no evidence that there's any advantage. There's a, no- yeah, like it's a benefit. Yeah, no advantage, yeah. Um, that's what I was and, trying to ineloquently say earlier. <laughs> but yeah. what about what about those people who have there are uh, cis girls who have naturally high testosterone levels? Mm-hmm. There are uh, intersex folk who don't know that they're intersex or who do know that they're intersex. But why are they going to? Uh, how do you even shunt them if you're going to have just a binary system? that divides everybody according to some arbitrary line that you've drawn. Um, It can't be done. And there's really not a problem that exists right now with trans kids playing within the sports that they are uh, uh, of the sex that they identify with. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, the other kids do not have a problem with it. Like the other kids don't care. They don't. This and is all adults imposing fear on, on these children that don't, don't deserve this treatment at all. You're not protecting kids, folks. You're not saving them from anything. Uh, for all of you out there who are listening, who, who believe the poppycock, um, mm-hmm. you, it, it's it's not real. And I'm here to tell you that as somebody who's been an athlete themselves you know um i know the kids i know the situations and it's just not a problem same thing with the bathroom it's not a problem but they're trying to manufacture this they're trying to create something that wasn't there um and that's why it's angered me that these bills are coming up and they just keep trying to push a narrative that doesn't doesn't serve anyone and and how does it serve these parents too you know how does it help them how does it help their kids it doesn't these are also statistically uh the kind of parents who would disown their kids and throw them out for being queer mm-hmm should we end on a light note <laughs> do we want to do the DeVos thing no I, I covered that sorry yeah. do you have another light note? oh yeah we're we're true that's true probably out of time yeah i was just gonna say it's fun that jojo siwa came out i i'm not really a huge fan of hers or anything but that means a lot for all her fans i'm really sure so yeah yeah cat was uh she was like oh jojo uh, and then jojo came out and she's like yes <laughs> yeah i know same totally same because <laughs> it's not about you know it's not about necessarily liking what the person does mm-hmm. um but we can be supportive and and that's great i i saw that and i, I was like that's beautiful fantastic mm-hmm. and it's um 
know, like when Elliot came out and everybody's like rallying around, uh, that that's it just makes me happy to see the the prevailing culture youth culture uh supporting their own you know mm-hmm. yeah <sighs> and she got mostly a positive response which is great yeah. you know in terms of you know past celebrities coming out experiences you know this it's a real sign of progress absolutely um, yeah and there, of course, there were, you know, I was just reading this article, there were moms on her Instagram that was like, my kids will never watch your content again. And she just comments, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, she doesn't care, you know. Genius. Your kids are going to watch that content anyway. She's got millions of other fans. Right. <laughs> and those moms are not going to prevent their, their kids. Yeah, from- literally. What are you going to do? Block Jojo Siwa on all their social media for them? Uh-huh. They're just gonna unblock it. Exactly. They know more than you. Just yeah. Deal with yeah. Your try own. and figure out how to how to how to do that on your kid's phone, and and then we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, deal with your own stuff, folks. Um. Oh, I'm I'm not gonna go into that. I'll go into that later. We have some great news too. Uh, the return of a familiar feature from the past. Right. That's coming in February. We are going to have a a regular feature that we used to have all the time. Yay! So uh, we'll let you know more about that in the next session. And as we know more. And uh, Blooming Out is a production of WFHB Community Radio and produced by Melanie Davis and Cade Young. Lucas Fisher is our engineer. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I am Lucas Fisher. I'm Ireland Meacham. Justin Robertson was here a while ago. <laughs> yes, he was. And I'm Melanie Davis. Remember, if everything were straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Be well, stay safe, speak truth, manifest equity, demand justice, wear your masks, and good night from your Blooming Out family. <laughs>